Tuesday, June 2nd, 1925. There will be no rest for us this summer, it seems. Today I met with Harlan Ernstone, a historical theorist at Miskatonic University and an old friend of mine. He'd said he had a job offer for me, but frankly I didn't know what to expect. Harlan introduced me to an associate of his, Alejandro Vela, a distinguished historian from across the southern border. Mr. Vela is a graduate of a prestigious university in Mexico City and has spent many years researching the Aztec Empire. He claims that he has found evidence regarding the existence of an unheard-of Aztec city-state called Estli. His strange and unprecedented findings were not accepted by the university and he's become a pariah among his peers. Alejandro came to Arkham to seek funding for an expedition into the rainforests of southern Mexico, where he believes that the ruins of the Estli Altepetl lie undiscovered. His description of this city-state's origins defies modern understanding of Mesoamerican history. Despite this, or knowing my old friend because of this, Harlan is enthralled by Alejandro's discoveries. Miskatonic University has agreed to fund the expedition, albeit meagerly, and Harlan wants me to go along. The way I see it, there's a good chance we're looking for something that doesn't even exist. But if there's even a slight chance these Esli people existed, the historical significance would be profound. We debated the issue for some time, but in the end, we accepted Alejandro's offer. Preparations are underway, and we should be setting off by the end of the month. With any luck, we'll have this journal filled with all manner of interesting discoveries. If not, perhaps it'll be a nice wedge to place beneath Harlan's lopsided desk. Hello, you're listening to Drawn to the Flame, a podcast for fans of Arkham Horror, the card game. I'm your host, Frank, and this is another Think on Your Feet, the live play series. I've sort of forgotten what it was then and was wondering what to say. The live play series where I take an investigator, play through the game live on the podcast. The original live play series. No images, you can't see what I'm doing, I have to describe everything. But hopefully, I've got quite good at that, and it'll be something that you can picture. So, if you're joining for the first time, and this is your first think on your feet listening along, thank you so much, I really hope you enjoy it. If you're a seasoned think on your feeter, welcome back. This should be really fun. We are returning to the Forgotten Age, looking after the lovely pariah that is Alejandro, and we are playing as Father Mateo, the priest. So maybe I should have changed that prologue a little bit, because of course, we're also from south of the border. Mateo Castile, his story says, recent decades in Me Mexico have been racked with instability and conflict. So he has spent time in Mexico. Maybe that's why he's so keen to be part of the expedition, that he has a connection to the place. In our prologue, Ursula Downs, Leo Anderson or Monterey Jack were not chosen as an investigator for the campaign, so we can pick who our lead investigator is for scenarios one and two. Let's choose Matteo. Before we begin, we get 10 supply points because we're a solo investigator. We will take torches, map, that takes us up to six, and then, perhaps controversially, the compass and the binoculars. No blanket, just tank it, which is a pretty common approach, but also no medicine, no provisions. Maybe this is an incredibly bad idea, but I'm going to push my luck a little bit here. No medicines, we might end up poisoned, which makes things really nasty. So be it. No provisions, scenario two is going to be a bit nasty to start. 
but I'm hoping that we can pull through. We're going to give ourselves a difficult start, which hopefully will make later in the campaign better. And also, there's probably one other thing I should note. Forgotten Age is the only campaign I've not got to the end of on the podcast. So we've got a really big goal there as well, that there's certain hurdles coming up, and it will be really good to get further. Will Matteo do better than Finn Edwards? Let's see. Scenario 1. The Untamed Wilds. Sunday, June 28th, 1925. It's been a hell of a day. We've just set up camp along the northern border of the rainforest where Alejandro believes the Ezkli once dwelled. The jungle here is dense and untamed. The sky hides above the tree cover, but I can tell from the crisp breeze that storm clouds are brewing overhead. The dangers of our expedition have been explained to us many times. We are hundreds of miles away from any sign of civilization. Nobody in modern times has yet pierced the heart of these wilds. Until now, nobody has had reason to try. After all, it wouldn't make sense to find Aztec ruins in this region of Mexico. And yet, here we are, looking for ruins that may not exist in a place where, by all accounts, they should not. Already one of our surveyors has fallen ill, and another has been bitten by a viper. I'm starting to think the rainforest doesn't want us here. If this luck persists, ours will be the shortest expedition in Miskatonic University's history. Tonight, we rest. Tomorrow, we venture into uncharted wilds. I've done all the setup before I began recording, so let's dive straight in and look at our act and agenda. Agenda 1A. Expedition into the wild. Your expedition has ventured far into the rainforests of southern Mexico in search of a forgotten Aztec city-state. What will you find when you head deeper into the untamed jungle? It feels so inviting, doesn't it? It could be anything. We could find, you know, signs of the divine, for all I know. There's an action to explore, draw the top card of the exploration deck, if it's a connecting location, put it into play, and move to it. Six Doom. Act 1A. Exploring the Rainforest. Today, you depart from your camp in order to find the ruins Alejandro seeks. That is, if they even exist. We need three clues, but there's an objective. When the round ends, investigators at any non-campsite locations may spend the requisite number of clues as a group to advance. Three clues, non-campsite. Got it. I'm playing on standard, so the chaos bag is plus one, three zeros, a single minus one, two minus twos, a single minus three, a single minus five. Two skulls, an elder thing, autofail, an elder sign. So our scenario card says skulls are minus X, X is the number of vengeance points in the victory display, and our elder thing is minus two if you're poisoned, this test automatically fails instead. I know I'm doing quite a lot to start us off, but it's a return to, so it's quite a lot to track. We've had to change a couple of encounter sets for return to, including swapping out expedition with doomed expedition. Now, I'm doing the random variant just because I really enjoy it, which means instead of swapping those out, I've shuffled all five of the expedition encounter set with all five of the doomed expedition, and then I've dealt myself five that have gone into the encounter deck without me looking at them. So we have five of those ten cards in the deck, but we don't know what they are. I don't know why I've chosen to do this really beyond that it's fun. I mean, it's actually quite hard to track and make any predictions about what's going to happen, but you know, that's sort of the fun of it. And I think I'm going to do that for all the encounter sets where we can do that. But 
one of the replacement encounter sets is for Dark Cult, which is a core set encounter set. And I think we just get rid of that entirely. And then the other thing to note is that Venomous Hate, which replaces Yig's Venom, sort of doesn't work if you shuffle it up and split it with Yig's Venom, or it doesn't work as well. So I think we'll just go with Venomous Hate. When we build the exploration deck, we take a random selection of Moon, Triangle, Square and Heart, which I've done. And that means there's five cards in the encounter, uh, the exploration deck. I'm going to say exploration encounter so many times in this and no treacheries. And there's a couple of extra rules here. The check your supplies ability on expedition camp, which we're about to look at, can be used from any location. And there's a forced effect. After a successful exploration ends, shuffle the top card of the encounter deck into the exploration deck. Expedition camp, our starting location. The camp is abuzz with both excitement and dread. Some members of the expedition are setting up additional canvas tents for supplies, while others are huddled around an incomplete map of the northern edge of the rainforest. It's one shroud and no clues. Campsite and jungle. There's two actions on it. Resign, the wilds are too dangerous. And check your supplies. If you have a map, look at the top three cards of the exploration deck. Place one on the bottom and the other two on top in any order. The expedition has staked its claim on the jungle and the jungle doesn't seem all too happy about it. There we begin. Right, opening hand time. We're playing Father Matteo. We do have a permanent card in play, the Ancient Covenant. If you want to look at the deck list, it's there in the description. So please take a look. Our opening hand is Keep Faith, Tempt Fate, Astral Travel, Promise of Power, and Promise of Power. Wow, who shuffled this deck anyway? What are we like in our opening hand? Well, we've got a bit of blessed generation there, which is nice. We've got actually a lot of blessed generation. We can get seven in the bag with that hand. Astral Travel is a one-of in the deck for Doom of Estley, so we're definitely mulliganing that. And the promises of power are, they're somewhat nice as a sort of emergency evade or emergency clue, but really what we'd like in this opening hand is something to kill enemies or protect us from enemies like a sword cane or a spectral razor and also something to get clues, like a sixth sense. So the question is, do we keep one of the promises of power just as a clutch and mulligan the other for two-card mulligan? Or do we throw both promises back and really hope for... What would we be hoping for? Yeah, sixth sense, spectral razor, shriveling, any of those. I think we do both. I think it's bold, but we can put seven bless in the bag, which is nice for how our stats might be you know, we might pull off a lucky evade then if we go in at even say. So again, we're going to gamble. I thought I was the cautious player. Clearly not. And we're going to mulligan three. Draws us into Holy Rosary, Ward of Protection, and Ward of Radiance. Hmm. Deck shuffled. There's a couple of risks with this hand, really, aren't there? If we tempt fate early and draw into an enemy in our deck, kind of stymied. How do we want to play this hand? We could play the Rosary, Explore, which is a guaranteed success. We're going to need to draw cards, aren't we? We can't really reliably get clues with a hand of Holy Rosary, Ward of Protection, Ward of Radiance, Keep Faith and Tempt Fate. And if we're going to draw, we should draw first action. And if we draw the Serpents of Yig, we're then just trying to evade at three on two, I think it is. Yeah, it's two evade. Okay, first action draw. It is the accursed follower. This is our basic weakness. Spawn location farthest from you, which is here. It's aloof. 
It's a 2-2-2, two, 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 and it has a forced effect at the end of the enemy phase. We add a curse token to the bag. Well, we're going curse heavy then, aren't we? Second action we draw? It's favor of the sun. Okay. I think we go for it now with the combo because we can. So we'll play Tempt Fate to add three curse to the bag. To add three bless. And draw a card. It's Radiant Smite. Oh, I like that. Straight away we'll pay two. These are all fast. This is sort of crazy to play Favor of the Sun and grab those three bless straight back out. So Favor of the Sun reads fast, seal up to three bless. If there are no tokens sealed on Favor of the Sun, discard it. And when you would reveal a Chaos token from the Chaos Bag, exhaust Favor of the Sun, resolve a token sealed here instead as if it were just revealed from the Chaos Bag. With the Ancient Covenant, as you might have heard from our Bless episode, that means you can reveal the plus two and then tap the Ancient Covenant and stop there. So it's a, a pseudo-guaranteed success. It's obviously not definitely guaranteed if the difficulty of a test is very high, but it's pretty nice all the same. So we're on three resources because we spent two on favour of the sun. First action was draw a Cursed Follower. Second action was draw favour of the sun. We then tempted fate and favour of the sun quickly. I think we keep keep Faith and Radiant Smite in hand at the moment because they're a nice two-card combo to put a bunch of Bless in the bag that don't sit there running the risk of us drawing them. And we can then, yeah, guarantee killing. The question is, do we just kill the Accursed Follower here or do we just decide we don't mind a curse every so often? Because potentially we use that combo right now to kill the Accursed Follower. Radiant Smite, fight, you may use willpower instead of combat for this attack. When you initiate this attack, search the Chaos Bag for up to three curse tokens and seal them here. Three curse, three blessed tokens, sorry. For each blessed token sealed on Radiant Smite. Have I been saying curse the whole time? Probably I have, sorry. Adding curse for adding bless gets confusing. So it would cost us three. We wouldn't be able to do it this turn anyway because we would need to engage the accursed follower, which we don't want to do yet. It's going to cost us three. I'm actually tempted last action to draw again. And we decide, depending on what we draw next turn, do we engage, kill the Accursed Follower, and then explore? Or do we move on and accept that we're just getting a curse every turn for the rest of the game? And we'll see how happy we are with that. I was actually thinking as I was building the deck, should I run the Cursed Spell Suite instead of Shriveling and, and Sixth Sense? And obviously Sixth Sense is particularly good for solo. But I was thinking, well, I've only got Tempt Fate adding curses. Oh, and Promise of Power. You know, I can add curses, but it's not that reliable. And then I drew a Cursed Follower as my basic weakness and rude that decision. Yeah, last action draw doesn't feel great, but exploring away from the Cursed Follower if we're going to kill it. Yeah, I think last action draw. It's a second favor of the sun. Definitely who shuffled this deck. I mean, we could... I oh, know, favor of the sun is unique, so we can't seal it off. Enemy phase, nothing happens apart from we add a fourth curse to the bag. Upkeep, we draw a second Ward of Radiance, and we go up to four resources. We place our first Doom, and our encounter card is Ancient Evils. Well, this is a short Doom clock, so we should try and stop this. The two Ward of Radiances in our hand have a 1 in 18 chance of firing. Uh, well, 1 in 18 times five because they have a five five chances to hit the Elder Sign because there's no Bless in the bag. So I think we just do a Ward of Protection for one. We take a Horror and the Ancient Evils is cancelled. I reckon we clear out this Accursed Follower now while we can. 
I think that's the right play. Two actions to do that, last action, explore. So as a fast action, we pay two with keep faith and put four bless in the bag. I'm only going to put three in because then for our first action, we engage. And second action, we play Radiant Smite and immediately seal one of those bless on Radiant Smite. We're using willpower. So we are a four, five against two. Three up is nice. So now we have a choice. Option A, draw from the Chaos Bag. Three up is nice, but there are four curses in there. The only things that can fail us on three up are the minus five and the tentacle. Even if we draw a curse, we could then do the favour of the Sun Ancient Covenant thing and still pass, which is pretty good. So we'd give ourselves a chance to clear out a curse or to hit an Elder Sign. The alternative is we just choose to reveal a bless from favour of the Sun right now and pass. So it's like play it safe with the bless from favour of the sun, but that could be a bless we save for an even more clutch test. Or gamble with the bag. Mateo, Secret Rogue. Our first skill test of the game. <laughs> it's a bless. <laughs> well, no reason to carry on, I don't think. Although... Now, with that bless, we'll pass even on a minus five. We may as well just Ancient Covenant and stop. It's like, do you go for the Elder Sign? Do you go for clearing out a curse? Or do you just stop when you can stop? And I think we stop. The Curse Follower is dead. If this attack defeats the attacked enemy, return the sealed tokens to the token pool. So I sealed one on Radiant Smite. So we remove one and we remove the one we just revealed. We've still got three on Favor of the Sun, which is nice. First action, engage. Second action, Radiant Snipe. Third action, explore. It is the rope bridge which is connected. This is our crescent moon. Two shroud, one clue. Forced, when you attempt to explore while at rope bridge, take two, uh, test agility two. If you fail, cancel exploration. Take two damage. Lose all remaining actions and end your turn. Place your investigator in the river canyon. If it's not in play, search the exploration deck for river canyon and put it into play. Shuffle the exploration deck. And that was a successful explore, so we shuffle our first encounter card into the explore deck. Engage, attack, explore. That's our three. Upkeep. We draw a sword cane, and we go up to two resources. I like that. We hit two doom, and our encounter card is an Esdly Guardian. Spawn any empty location ancient if able. Well, there is the expedition camp. Alert and aloof, and when enemies attack during the enemy phase, if Esli Guardian is ready and unengaged, it attacks each investigator in each connecting location. The secret must be kept. Well, we don't have an easy way of dealing with that, and it would be an action sink to go and try and deal with it. I'd quite like to get this clue here. I'd quite like to explore here, and I'd be a three on two for that test. So if we do a favour of the Sun Ancient Covenant for that test, that's lovely. So that means we're trying to get a clue here on just one up with no intellect icons in our hand. Ugh. The risk here as well is failing the agility test, we end up taking three damage. Or we just don't try and get this clue. That's the other option. We get clues elsewhere. So that would be we attempt to explore first action. And then the question is then actually, do we use the map first action? Because we can use that from any location and try and make sure that we put orange heart near the top 
and that is not connected to where the Esley Guardian is, and that would mean that we can explore there safely and try and get clues there. Let's do it. First action map. We look at the top three. It's Trail of the Dead not connected, River Canyon is connected, and a Pit Viper. Ugh. Well, we put the Pit Viper on the bottom, we put the River Canyon on top. Okay, we can do something cunning here. And the reason I'm not worrying about Trail of the Dead and where we put that is that when we explore successfully, we'll add another encounter card to the explore deck. So it'll shuffle, and that means that whatever we've put set second is no longer second. So the map's ability is weaker because you can't control as much what you see, but you can use it from more places. So it probably comes out as a bit stronger, I would say. So I said a but then, and what was I thinking? I was thinking this. We could use our Favour of the Sun Ancient Covenant combo to get this clue. And for our last action, we could move back to where the Esli Guardian is, the expedition camp. Because when enemies attack during the enemy phase, if Esli Guardian is ready and unengaged, it attacks each investigator in each connecting location. And we'd be at the same location. We'd be hiding underneath it. And we know as well that the next card in the Explore deck is the River Canyon, which we can reach from either location. So that seems kind of good. So yeah, I'll investigate. I'm a three on two, but I'll exhaust Favour of the Sun to reveal a bless, and I'll exhaust Ancient Covenant to pass the test. So we're back to four curse in the bag and two bless, with another two sealed on Favour of the Sun, and that's our first clue. And last action, we move back. Enemy phase, the SD Guardian shoots at where I was on the rope bridge, and upkeep, I draw David Renfield. Well, we're hurting slightly for dollar, so that's nice. We're up to three resources. We hit three doom. Our encounter card is Voice of the Jungle. Put it into play in your threat area. At the end of your turn, if you did not successfully explore, take a horror. And then there's a willpower three test if you succeed, discard Voice of the Jungle. Do we want to try and cancel this with a Ward of Radiance? Save ourselves taking the test. Or also, we could play the Holy Rosary this turn. Plan to clear this on a later turn. Hmm. If we try and pass, we're just two up with the Holy Rosary. And we're going to explore anyway. I think we take it. I think we take it. I think we save the Water Radiance for something else. So, uh, and thinking about that, I think we play play Holy Rosary, explore to the River Canyon, and then we could use our Favour of the Sun combo. We're going to come up with a good name for it, Sunburst, to get the clue at the River Canyon. We then take one damage from the Esli Guardian. That's not the end of the world, but Voice of the Jungle wouldn't have been a problem. And then next turn, let's think ahead a little bit. We would probably map, explore, maybe clue again. So we'd still have cleared, be okay with Voice of the Jungle. But we would be building up to a needing to clear. So yeah, I'll play Holy Rosary for two. I would like to play Renfield, but we're not quite at the right doom threshold yet. But even as I say that, I'm thinking I can put one of the damage from the Esli Guardian on David Renfield. So I am actually going to do that. Second action we explore... Look, it's the River Canyon. The river is deeper than it appears. Ripples along its surface obscure the creatures that lie within. Water cascades into the river from above, causing a strong, steady current. This is connected to lots of locations around it. And there's an action here. Heal one damage from an investigator at River Canyon. Check your supplies. If you have a canteen, heal two additional damage. So you can heal three if you have a canteen. Well, we can only heal one here. And I'm just shuffling our second encounter card into the explore deck. Solitary action left. Let's investigate. We're three on four. We'll exhaust favour of the sun to be five on four. 
and tap the Ancient Covenant to not reveal another token. In the enemy phase, the Esli Guardian shoots David Renfield. Sorry, David. And in the upkeep phase, we draw a card. It's a shriveling. We go up to two resources. Mythos, we go to four of six doom. And our encounter card is arrows from the trees. Revelation, take one damage plus one additional damage for each ally asset you control. Each each other investigator in ancient location must also resolve that effect. Well, let's try and Ward of Radiance to cancel taking two damage. Two damage is a third of our health. It's pretty nasty. I was just thinking when I played played Renfield, I was like, yeah, we're going to get money from them soon. And then I was thinking, oh, but there's also Snake Bite. And I forgot about Arrows from the Trees, but there's that as well. So Ward of Radiance, we reveal five random Chaos tokens. And if we reveal a Bless or an Elder Sign... Uh, we cancel the treachery cards revelation effect. We've revealed Eld- Elder Thing, Elder Sign, plus one, zero, and Curse. We've passed our first Elder Sign. Not that it matters. So there are two treacheries in the Explore deck. Do we map? I think we do map. Try and get away from <laughs> this Esli Guardian and maybe investigate for our last action or do something else. So I'm shuffling the top three for some reason. Wow, the top three are Lost in the Wilds, Pit Viper, and Trail of the Dead. Trail of the Dead, hang on, that is connected. It's it's not the heart. That's a two-shroud one, and you need binoculars, which we have. And that would get us to safety. Okay, so we know the two two, um, encounter cards in the... They're all encounter cards, but we know the two cards from the encounter deck. They're Lost in the Wilds, which is Test Willpower 3. That's not too bad for us. And they're Pit Viper. So we'll put Lost in the Wilds and Trail of the Dead on top, Pit Viper on the bottom. Second action, we will explore. Oh, look, it's Trail of the Dead. This is two Shroud and one Clue. And after you investigate or explore while here, check your supplies. If no investigator has binoculars, take a horror. Last action, I think we investigate, three on two. And I won't use the last Bless from Favor of the Sun. Curse, we're one down, zero, fail, so we remove a curse. So, taking four skill tests, Bless has sort of passed us three, and then we failed with a curse zero for that one. I didn't mind too much just going for that. I know it's a wasted action, but we're in a safe-ish spot. I don't want to lose the last Bless from Favor of the Sun, because I'm going to use that to deal with Ichitaka, I think. And we did clear a a Bless then, Um, a Bless. Wow, I didn't realise how hard it was going to be to say bless and curse, but there we go. We did remove one of those tokens we added. You insert which you think it is. Esli Guardian shoots. Upkeep, we draw. A deny existence. That would have been nice a turn ago. We go to three resources. We hit five of six doom. And our encounter card is overgrowth. Revelation attached to your location. Limit one per location. You cannot explore at attached location. Test Combat 4 to hack through the brush or Intellect 4 to find another route. This is pretty bad. Let's play our other Ward of Radiance. There are two Bless in the bag and one Elder Sign, so it's not great odds. We pull a minus one, a curse, a minus three, the Elder Sign, and another curse. Okay, so they go back in. We have passed. Thank you. We've seen the Elder Sign twice now, neither time on a test but both times when we wanted to see it to pass something. 
are we probably taking a horror from Voice of the Jungle this turn? Maybe. Before we do anything else, let's tap David Renfield, put a doom on him to get a resource. We're up to four. That's nice. Bless in the bag, two. If we could just get one more bless in the bag, we could clear one favour of the sun and play our other favour of the sun straight away. Not quite there yet. I think it's probably time to clear this voice of the jungle. We are on five willpower now because Renfield has a doom on him. So option A is play Holy Rosary, go for clearing voice of the jungle and try and get the clue. And option B is not play the Holy Rosary to give us essentially a spare test for one of those two. We are two up on Voice of the Jungle, which is nice. Although Holy Rosary will also help us when we put Sword Cane down. I think we get the Holy Rosary down. If we fail Voice of the Jungle now, we can put the Horror on Holy Rosary. And in fact, Horror is less important to us than getting this clue. So I think we investigate second action. Three on two. Skull, that's the number of vengeance points in the victory display. Zero, that's the clue. Yes, that feels lovely. Little cheeky skull there. Last action, we may as well try and clear Voice of the Jungle with four willpower, five with Renfield, six with the Holy Rosary. Three up is a nice place to be. Can we pull off first Elder Sign in a test? Yeah, we did. It's the Elder Sign. I'm so chuffed. That's so fluky. So that is discarded. We can either draw one card and gain one resource, or if it's our turn, take an additional action. What would we do with an additional action? We could explore, but I don't think there's anywhere we want to explore to, because if we got the red square, it would bring us back in range of the Guardian. Quick check of the explore deck. It's four cards, so I forgot to put a card in when we successfully explored to Trail of the Dead. That's okay, because... We've not looked at the deck or tried to explore again, so I'm now correcting that. And I had put Lost in the Wild's top, but it's now shuffling. Whoops, dropped a card out of the deck, but I didn't see it. It's funny, isn't it, how the first few times it's like, yep, yeah, remembered, shuffle the card in, and then as soon as you're getting excited, one moves on very quickly. Right, so there's now Heart and Square in there and three negative cards. We can't play the Shriveling. We don't want to anyway. We want to save our resources for Sword Cane. We can't investigate here. We don't want to explore here. I think we take the draw a card and gain a resource. It's just like a double upkeep turn. It's drawn us a Spectral Razor, and we go up to one resource. Enemy phase, the Guardian shoots. Upkeep, we draw a second Spectral Razor. Who shuffled this deck? And go up to four resources. And it's the end of the round. We're at a non-campsite location, so we will spend our three clues and advance. We've done that with five Doom on the agenda, so I think we're doing well for time, but I'm not 100% sure. The Natives. As you explore the dense jungle, you're suddenly confronted by several natives. At first glance, they appear to be warriors of an Aztec city-state, perhaps even the one you seek. But how could they have survived undiscovered for this long? Even with Alejandro's notes, you're barely able to translate what the warriors say, only that they call you intruder and implore you to leave the jungle at once. You try to explain that you're searching for the Estli, which causes them to murmur and debate among themselves. Finally, one of them speaks to you in rudimentary Spanish. Ichtaka will know what to do with you, intruder. He blows on a decorated clay ocarina, producing a shrill note that echoes throughout the jungle. The warriors depart as suddenly as they arrived. Put the set-aside Ichtaka enemy into play at the lead investigator's location. 
shuffle the encounter discard pile into the encounter deck. Its target is 5 fight, 4 health, and 4 evade. Humanoid, Estli, and Elite. Alert and retaliate. She's victory 1 and hits for 2 damage. She has a parlay ability. Test intellect 4 to convince Ichtaka that you're not her enemy. If you succeed, place one clue on her. If you fail and Ichtaka is ready, she attacks you. Why would we want to put clues on her? Well, act 2A, Huntress of the Estli. I don't trust them, Alejandro says as soon as the natives are out of earshot. They mean to kill us, not aid us. If you think this Ichtaka is going to help us find the ruins, be my guest, but I refuse to follow where she leads. You can feel the discomfort and confusion in Alejandro's voice. You can attempt to speak with Ichtaka, or you can take Alejandro's advice and fight your way to the ruins. Two objectives. One, defeat her. Two, if there's one clue on her, put her in the victory display and advance. That is the end of the round. We then place a doom on the agenda, which takes us to seven of six doom because of David Renfield, the esteemed eschatologist. And we advance the agenda as well. The serpents attack! After hours of exploration and futile attempts to map out the wilds, you're convinced something is watching your progress, stalking your every move. The shapes of large serpentine creatures slither in the brush all around you. You try to back away, but the creatures have you completely surrounded, hissing at you from all sides. Suddenly, several shapes emerge from the brush. Human-sized creatures with the bodies of serpents and arms wielding spears and jagged knives. The creatures are savage, attacking you fiercely. Somehow you manage to flee to safety, though the sensation you're being watched remains. Although you survive the encounter, you're confronted with a stark reality. This place is home to creatures beyond your understanding. Shuffle the encounter discard pile, which there isn't any of yet again, and the set-aside Agents of Yig encounter set into the encounter deck. Each investigator tests willpower 3. Each investigator who fails performs the following in order. If you're poisoned, take a damage and horror. If you're not poisoned, put a set-aside poison weakness into play in your threat area. Well, we could use the Favour of the Sun final bless token to just pass this, but I kind of want to keep that for the parlay test for Ichtaka. So I'm just going to take this. I'm a five on three. I'm going to tap David Renfield and place a doom on him to gain a resource, taking us up to five resources. And we're just going to go three up. Curse, one up. Come on. Zero. Pass, even with the curse. That feels like a result. There's two curses left. No poison. Well, that was a little choke point for us in terms of would the have not taken medicine be a problem? There's still many ways we can get poisoned, but we've passed that hurdle. Agenda 2A. Intruders! What was once excitement has turned to dread. The place is far deadlier than you could have imagined. It is as though the jungle itself wants you out. There's the same explore effect. It's nine doom. We've placed one on Renfield already. And our encounter card is Snake Bite. Revelation test agility three. If you fail, you must either deal five damage to an ally asset you control or take one direct damage. And if you're poisoned, become poisoned. Well, we do have deny existence. So we're going to take this on the nose as well. Three on three. Maybe see those last two curses. would be nice. Bless. I'm not going to use the Ancient Covenant because I want to save that for favour of the sun. Bless plus one. Wow. They really wanted us to pass there. And if we just pulled the plus one, we would have passed anyway. Well, fine. 
pass. That's good. We're, we're doing all right. We're surviving. It's background to us. First action, let's parlay Ichtaka. We're a three on four. We'll exhaust Favor of the Sun, and it now has no tokens on it, so it's discarded. And we'll exhaust Ancient Covenant to not reveal another token, which makes us a five on four, and it's a pass. Ichtaka is placed in the victory display because she has one clue on her. If Ichtaka has one clue on her, interesting. You are not simply here to shed blood, Ichtaka says, with a spark of wonder in her voice. And you are stunned to hear her speaking in perfect English. Remember that Ichtaka is leading the way. Add one cultist token to the chaos bag for the remainder of the campaign. Shuffle the three set-aside ruins locations into the exploration deck and advance to Act 3A, search for the ruins. So we had two locations and three treacheries in the explore deck, but we've added three ruins now. So our ratio has gone from two to three to five to three. Search for the ruins. If I cannot dissuade you, so be it. Follow me and I will lead you to the place you seek. But heed my warning. Disturb the ruins at your own risk. They have remained hidden for a reason. Alejandro warily keeps a safe distance from Ichtaka as she shows you the way. Each Esli guardian enemy cannot attack or be attacked. Ignore the effects of each arrows from the tree's treachery. We need three clues and only investigators at the ruins of Esli can spend the requisite number of clues as a group to advance. We have two actions remaining. One option is we just start exploring. We can get to, I think, two different ruins locations from here. The other option is we do map, then explore, which is slightly less efficient, but hopefully avoids the unfortunate situation of just pulling a, a pit viper. And if you're wondering why you can hear shuffling noises, I was just giving the explore deck an even more thorough shuffle. I think we do map and then explore. Okay, we find the ruins of Esli, overgrown ruins, and the pit viper. And the only one that's connected to our location is the ruins of Esli. So I think we put... Hmm. Because the other option is we is we put the pit viper on top and control when we see it. Potentially we put pit viper on top and then ruins of Esli. And we would next turn ex uh, explore hitting the pit viper, evade it with the sword cane, and then explore again getting to ruins of Esli. We could, but that feels really nasty and time consuming. So yeah, I think pit viper goes on the bottom. Overgrown Ruins and Ruins of Esli go on top, and last action Explore, we hit Ruins of Esli, which adds a fourth card to the Explore deck, and here we are at the Ruins of Esli. It's three Shroud and two Clues. It has a forced effect after you fail a skill test while investigating Ruins of Esli, draw the top card of the Encounter deck. It's Victory 2, Serpent Statues carved from limestone surround the central temple, glaring at you ominously from afar. That's our three. Parlay, map, explore. Upkeep, we draw a sixth sense. Oh, that's nice. And we hit six resources. Mythos, we place a doom. We're at two of nine. And our encounter card is arrows from the trees. Ignore the effects of each arrows from the trees. Treachery. Perfect. Ignored. So, background to us. Let's exhaust David Renfield for a single resource. I think being on seven is fine for what we need to do. We could play Shriveling, play Sixth Sense, and then investigate once. So, like, big picture here. We can't finish now because we need three clues and there are only two here. So we're going to need to find another location. And in exploring from where we are now, there's the orange heart, 
and four treacheries. So it's a 20% chance. So we could do, again, map, explore, something else. Or what I think we do is play six cents, play shriveling, so we're nice and set up. We'll still finish the turn on two resources, which means we can sword cane or spectral razor if needed. And then last action is maybe map. If it's all treacheries on top, that's fine, because we can map again and get dig a little deeper. So yeah, let's do that. Shriveling six cents down to one resource. Last action map. We see the pit viper, voice of the jungle, and overgrown ruins. Blech. So we'll put the pit viper on the bottom. We'll put the overgrown ruins on top, followed by voice of the jungle. So our first explorer is going to be a fail and we'd get voice of the jungle. That's no bad thing necessarily. We've seen pit viper so often in that deck. I'm wondering if there are two in there. Upkeep. We draw a card. It's astral travel. Hmm, that's kind of actually not too bad, depending if we wanted to reposition and go to two resources. We hit three doom. And our encounter card is Voice of the Jungle. Well, that could add up fast with horror if we're not careful. I think first action we just get the other Voice of the Jungle out of there. So yeah, we explore. We hit the Overgrown Ruins, which isn't connected, which goes into the second Voice of the Jungle. Explore deck is shuffled. And then we've got two actions left. Options are map and hope to explore successfully. We'll just start trying to clear these voices of the jungle. And we're three up on those tests. On the one hand, I feel like I'm, I'm killing tire of time. I'm, you know, my tires are spinning a bit here. But on the other hand, I feel very set up. We do have time on our hand. We're three of nine. We found the final location. We do have drawn to the flame in our deck, which is just a one action we're done. If we can get another clue. If we don't deal with these voices of the jungle, say we use the map now and see nothing that we can explore to. We're then taking two horror, which is not great given that we've only got eight sanity. I suppose we could put one on the rosary. I think we try and clear one at least with six on three. I'm going to tap Renfield for a single resource. I could be bumping up higher, but I think the willpower boost is more important. Six on three. Plus one. That's one cleared. And let's try the other. We've drawn that plus one a lot. Minus one. That's also the other one cleared. Okay, we did, last turn we did a kind of setup turn late in the game. And then this turn we've done a board control turn. Upkeep. We get an uncage the soul. Well, where were you a turn ago? That's all right. It's two willpower icons. Hand reminder. I've not really done hand reminders because we've just been racing through. Sword cane, favor of the sun. Then we've got Spectral Razor, Spectral Razor, Astral Travel, Deny Existence, and Uncage the Soul. We're on one horror, so we've got uh, seven sanity left. We've not taken any damage. We've got a one damage David Renfield with the Doom on it. A Holy Rosary, a six cents of shriveling. We hit four Doom, three on the agenda, one on Renfield, and reveal an overgrowth. Ugh! Attached to your location, limit one per location. You cannot explore at attached location. Well, we could do something cheeky here with Uncage into Astral Travel, couldn't we? Yeah, really cheeky. We could use the map and see where the next location is going to be, and then potentially Astral Travel to a location that will allow us to explore straight there. So that would be map, Astral, do that. And we have four resources, but we could Uncage to play Astral for free and save those resources for Spectral Razors in favour of the Suns. 
and such like. We're only there's only one bless in the bag. So as soon as we see a keep faith, we can do a cheeky keep faith play favor of the sun straight away fast, but we're not there yet. Let's do it. Map first action. Overgrown ruins, temple of the fang, and cloud forest. Wow. All of them have victory points and we can get to any of them if we want to. So, Overgrown Ruins is 5 Shroud and a Clue, and it's 2 VP. Temple of the Fang is 2 Shroud and a Clue and 2 VP, but it gets plus 1 Shroud for each Vengeance point in the Victory display. At the moment, that's 0. And Cloud Forest is 3 Shroud, 2 Clues, and 1 VP. So we put Temple of the Fang on top. How greedy do we want to be here? Because the other thing is we could we could go up to the Overgrown Ruins and work our way. So Overgrown Ruins connects to Cloud Forest, which is the Orange Heart. And that connects to overgrowth, uh, to overgrowth, to ruins of Estley. That's another three VP rather than just two from the Temple of the Fang. The issue being, if we go up to overgrown ruins and then can't find our way to Cloud Forest, we are a long way from where we need to be without the number of clues. So I'll put Cloud Forest on the bottom, overgrown ruins second, Temple of the Fang top. I don't even need to astral travel here. So much for the gambling when the going gets tough. Second action, I move to Trail of the Dead. Third action, I explore. What do you know? It's Temple of the Fang. Two shroud, one clue. Rising just over the tree canopy is a time-warmed step pyramid of pale stone. A storm hisses. A storm of hisses surrounds you from the trees. And we go back to four treacheries in the deck because we add one for that success. It gets plus one shroud for each vengeance point in the victory display. Currently zero. Kind of nervous I never put red square in the explore deck. I've not seen it at all. Just must be heavy. Upkeep. We draw a second copy of six cents. We hit five resources. We go to five of nine doom. And our encounter card is the serpent from Yoth. Three, five, three. Then it's got lots of text if there's vengeance in the victory display, but there isn't any because we've not done any. So, wow, this turn actually maybe is quite simple. What if we were to spectral raise this guy, shrivel this guy, and get a clue? I like it. Gonna exhaust David Renfield for another resource. We're up to six. First action, I'm gonna play spectral razor for two resources. We add our willpower value, which is six, to our combat, which is two, so we're an eight on three. Minus two, that is a hit. That's three damage. Then we'll shrivel. We're a six on three for this shrivel. Do we commit the uncaged the soul to go five up? Let's do it. We've still got resources. Famous last word. Minus two. It's funny how you do that. That's another VP. Into the victory display, the serpent goes. And then let's use six cents. We're now six on two investigating here. Zero. Clue. And another two VP. Nice simple turn because that was a beefy enemy. Upkeep. We draw a ward of protection. We go back up to five resources. We hit five. Six doom with Renfield. And our encounter card is... A brood of Yig. Ugh. Somewhat nuisancey. This is a 2-3-2 hunter, and it gets plus one fight for each vengeance point in the victory display. Right. 
choices. We can't cancel it. It would be good to get away from it. One option is out comes the sword cane. We evade it and we run straight across to the ruins of Estli. We can investigate there and we are a six on three investigating. And we're on six doom at the moment of nine. Even if we draw an Ancient Evils, we've got a Ward of Protection. So the following turn, we'd just be investigating busily. and We just try and leave. Other option is we Spectral Razor this guy. That means we don't then have a Spectral Razor for the Serpent of Yig in our deck. But we don't have a Brood about to hunt to us. I think we do the Razor. Pay two. But I'll tap Renfield for a resource. So we only get one. And we're an eight on two Spectral Razoring. Elder Sign! Yeah! That is definitely a pass. Why don't we take an extra action this turn? Because we're going to spend two actions now to move back to the ruins. And last action we could investigate. Six on three. Yeah, let's do it. Somewhat risky, because if we fail, we draw a card. But let's try it. Curse. Four on three. Skull. No vengeance. That's a pass. We don't draw a, a card from the encounter deck. We do go to two clues. Ooh. Hey, hey, that was a skull, and that was six cents. We can use... Yeah, we could have <laughs> investigated Trail of the Dead, but there are no clues there. Okay. That was a nice turn. Spectral Razor, run back across, and then get a clue. Upkeep, draw our second copy of David Renfield. Back to five resources. We hit six Doom on the agenda, seven with Renfield. And our encounter card is Creeping Poison. We're not poisoned, so we don't take a damage, but it surges into Creeping Poison. Who shuffled that deck? And that surges into Boa Constrictor. Ugh. It's a Hunter. It's a 4-4-2, and it's Vengeance 2, 14 feet of scaled hunger, and if it attacks you during the next upkeep phase, your exhausted cards cannot ready. One option here is we just get this clue, maybe take an attack of opportunity to try and get it, 6 on 3. It would hit us, but we could use that to kill Renfield, although that would lose us a stat boost. We could try and kill the Boa. We're a 6 on 4 fighting, it's not too bad. We could pull out the sword cane and evade the boa. Do evade, investigate. We'd have a spare action left. If we fail the evade, we've still got a spare action. Not only that, but we can take a tax opportunity if we want to. Which is good to know. We can take a tax opportunity for days. I think we try and evade it. Because I, what I'm wondering is, we get the last clue. Although we can't explore from overgrowth. I'm just wondering about being cheeky and trying to get another victory point or so because we've still got the astral travel in hand so map astral travel explore the issue is how many actions it would take us to get back we are on seven of nine doom i think we just try and evade and finish so i'll pay two and play the sword cane after it enters play immediately trigger its action ability without paying its cost the action ability says exhaust sword cane so we don't need to do that and we'll try and evade a six on two That is cultist, minus x, x is the number of locations in play, max 5. Well, there are 6 in play, so we fail by 1. So let's use the sword cane again. 
second action. We can exhaust it now. Four up. Bless. Let's tap the Ancient Covenant and stop there. And the Constrictor is evaded. Last action, we investigate. Six on three. We can commit Astral Travel. Seven on three. And commit Favour of the Sun. Eight on three. That takes the Cultist and the minus five out of the bag. Minus three. Clue. We're at three clues here. I'm going to spend all three and we advance. Discovery of a lifetime. What you have found is beyond your wildest expectations. Despite their supposed age, the ruins appear preserved in time. Several aspects of the architecture are strangely futuristic. You set out to investigate at once. R1. Well, there we go. Thursday, July the 2nd, 1925. Somehow, after much toil and many hours of exploration, we found the ruins that Alejandro sought, though we scarcely could have been ready for what we encountered in the wilds of the jungle. The rainforest was guarded. Guarded by unfathomable horrors, serpentine creatures driven by anger and hate. They hunted us relentlessly, wielding primitive weaponry and communicating in sharp hisses. Perhaps just as deadly were the human natives of the rainforest. They appeared to be Aztec warriors as far as dress and speech were concerned. Despite the conquering of the Aztec people hundreds of years ago, the warriors somehow survived. How they managed to remain undiscovered this long is beyond us. The warrior named Ichtaka was particularly intriguing. We were able to defuse the initial encounter with her, and surprisingly, she helped guide us through the jungle, only to disappear mysteriously when we reached the ruins. I have a feeling we have not seen the last of her. Alejandro did not agree with our decision to trust the Esli warriors. He's decided to stay at camp until further notice, disturbed as he is by their presence. I thought he'd be excited to learn more about them, but I expect this discovery defies even his broad-minded theories. I suppose he has a right to be distrustful. Nothing about this expedition makes sense. We have cleared a route to what Alejandro believes is the main temple of the ruins. There is little time to rest. The serpent creatures seem intent on stopping us, so we cannot tarry any longer than necessary. Soon we will enter the ruins to see what secrets they hide. Let's take a look at VP, and I will do all of my campaign log stuff. We get one from the Serpent and one from Ichitaka, that's two. We get one from Trail of the Dead, three. And then another four for the two ruins we cleared. That's seven VP, which is pretty nice. I'm pretty sure binoculars gets us an additional two so we're up to nine xp after the first scenario not poisoned which is good yeah I'm, I'm pleased with that i'm really pleased with that i was actually really nervous about playing this um this deck and on the cast because my experience of mateo solo is that he is not at the strong end and actually this was a really good illustration of that i think Early in the scenario, I had to be really careful with what I chose to do, with my positioning, with with not blundering into something in the encounter deck I couldn't handle or in the explore deck. And then as the scenario went on, particularly having a full hand of options, knowing, okay, an enemy comes out, it gets razored or it gets sword caned, is really good. In terms of tests... We took 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 tests. We failed 1, 3 versus 2, curse, and then 0. The other times we drew curses, we did a 6v3, curse, then 0. We did a 6v3, curse, then skull. That was a pass. 
failed on a cultist. I might have missed one, but we passed a lot of tests there. Did Bless sneak in and pass us anything? I mean, it did. We, we did a 3v3 test, pulled a Bless into a plus one. So we ended up 6v3. But that, <laughs> we would have passed on the plus one anyway. That's the fascinating thing. An ancient covenant, we stopped on blesses one, two, three, four, five times, which is pretty good. We finished the scenario with nine curses out of the bag and ten bless out, and we put in seven bless and three, four curse. So they have mostly been seen. I suppose that sort of illustrates that even in solo, you can see a lot of tokens if you do a lot of tests. So that's good to know. All right, I'm going to take a breather, refill my coffee, and I think we dive straight on in. And I'm back. U-E. I was just having a real laugh to myself about the upgrades, so I thought I'd share that. I've gone with Rite of Equilibrium, Humanity Restored, and one Guardian Holy Rosary. So I'm just going for it. That's. I don't think that's sufficient upgrading at all, but this Think On Your Feet isn't about showing off how to play an investigator perfectly, and I get I really bogged down about that idea of doing well and having to sort of not make stupid mistakes or not wanting to expose myself to people thinking, wow, this Frank guy's a real idiot. You know, it's a real fear for me that I do something obviously wrong and putting myself out there in that way can be kind of scary, not kind of actually scary. But also it's got to be fun, right? This is a game. It's about enjoyment. So I've just chosen things that make me smile I know that maybe the more efficient play would be two Holy Rosaries, a second Radiant Smite, all of that kind of thing. But I really want to try the Rite of Equilibrium. Uh, I keep want to call it Spirit of Humanity. Humanity, Harmony Restored. Harmony Restored. We'll get there. I'll play it enough times that I'll feel confident with it. So that's what I'm doing. So we're going like chaos style here. And if it works, brilliant. And if it doesn't, so be it. Anyway, we're diving straight into the Doom of Estli. If the investigators cleared a path to the ruins, skip to intro two. Friday, July the 3rd, 1925. We spent most of yesterday moving our camp to the edge of the ruins. With the serpentine creatures still guarding the region, we've decided that a smaller party will have the best chance of slipping into the main temple unnoticed. I told Maria, the expedition's naturalist, to take one of the trucks and wait beyond the northern edge of the rainforest. Our cartographer, Jose, is guarding the camp until we return. We're on our own, but at least we've cleared an escape route in the event things go sour. I've done the setup. Pretty sure I've done everything right. We start this scenario with two resources because we didn't take any provisions rather than five, which is pretty nasty. For return to the Doom of Estli, we have a bit of a change up. Temporal Flux is replaced by Temporal Hunters. And for that encounter set, I've shuffled all 10 cards together and dealt five without knowing what they are. I think this is a really good change up this randomized thing, because then you don't know how many hounds of Tindalos, or Tindalos alphas rather, are in the deck, and how many might end up in the explore deck. I think that's really exciting to sort of not know what you might get hit by. But I've taken all of Yig's Venom out, and I've replaced them all with Venomous Hate. 
because of the vengeful serpents, which we'll probably see, and reducing them, I think randomizing it doesn't work. We basically clear out all of the original locations and use some new ones. And our explore deck is seven cards, all locations. Agenda 1A. Something stirs. Despite Ichtaka's warnings, you've entered the ruins of the temple in search of ancient knowledge and artifacts. It's six doom, but it gets plus one doom threshold. And when the agenda advances, do not remove doom from each location in play. Act 1A. Into the ruins. After your hellish journey through the jungle, the quiet solitude of the temple ruins sows paranoia in your mind. Serpent eyes glare at you from the darkness. Every drop of water and fallen pebble causes you to whirl about in search of danger. But the real danger is yet to come. Action explore. Draw the top card of the exploration deck. If it's connecting, put it into play and move to it. We need three clues. We didn't take a blanket with us, so we start the scenario with one trauma of our choice. I've gone with a mental trauma. Our opening hand is Ward of Protection, Right of Equilibrium, Promise of Power, Radiant Smite, and Favour of the Sun. Ooh. Well, we can turn Radiant Smite on straight away. Ward is always nice. I don't think we need Promise straight away. So I think we mulligan at least one. Radiant Smite protects us against Serpents, I suppose. Favour of the Sun means we can do what we did the previous scenario and clue using the Favour of the Sun Ancient Covenant combo. The Favour combo. So Right of Equilibrium, choose one. Either add X Curse tokens to the Chaos Bag to add X Bless, or remove X Curse and Bless to heal X Horror from cards at your location. So potentially we can go to 10 Curse, 10 Bless. And that is sort of obscene because of how swingy the bag will become. But then if we're using something like Favour of the Sun to control what we see, it's less bad. I'm tempted maybe to chuck the ward as well here to Mulligan 2. We keep Favour of the Sun to protect us, Radiant radiant Smite to protect us, and Right of Equilibrium. And if that Mulligan, uh, Mulligan draws us into things we can use to set up, well, we don't have resources either, so that's kind of challenging. Yeah, Mulligan 2 into Keep Faith and a deny existence. Hmm. The starting on two resources is nasty here, because we could keep faith and then favour of the sun, but we can't do that because we don't have the resources for it. We could write of equilibrium to go 10 and 10. I think on balance, I think going to 10 curse is risky. And we don't know how long it will be before we can get rid of those curse. Although we could favour of the sun, that would be one action, favour of the sun, straight away get a clue, two actions, and explore. I've talked myself into it. First action, let's play right of equilibrium. We're putting everything in the bag, 10 curse, 10 bless, but then I'm going to play favour of the sun, spending my two resources, so we're broke, to seal three of those bless. Yeah, you hear that. Oh bag is just like tripled in size. Second action, investigate. We'll use favour of the sun and ancient covenant. Three on two. That makes us a five versus two. And we pass and get the clue. Last action, we explore. We can go to square, diamond or star. We draw a plus, which rolls into square, the ancient hall. That is successful exploration, and we put our first encounter card in the Explore deck. The Ancient Hall, rearranged by time. 
I don't think I ever read the entryway rearranged by time. It was too shrouded in a clue. There's an action to resign. And there's an action to check your supplies. If you have torches, look at the top two cards of the exploration deck. Discard one treachery or enemy looked at by this effect. Shuffle the exploration deck. This ability can be used at any location. We do have torches. So I didn't use it straight away because there were no enemies or treacheries in the explore deck. Ancient Hall rearranged by time is three shroud and a clue. It enters play with one doom on it. As an action, flip one doom on Ancient Hall to its clue side, but also check your supplies if you have a compass as a free action, flip one doom on Ancient Hall to its clue side. We do have a compass. I'm going to trigger that right now. So we've now got three shroud and two clues there, which is fine. Upkeep. We draw a card. It's the Codex of Ages. We didn't see that last scenario. This is our signature card. Two cost. Hand uh, item. It's Relic, Tome and Blessed. You get plus one willpower while the Elder Sign is sealed there. And you can discard it to reveal the Elder Sign. On we go. We're on one resource, so we do have Radiant Smite online. We hit one of seven Doom. And our encounter card is Obscuring Fog. Attached to your location... The location gets plus two shroud. Well, that is a nuisance because it's five shroud, except that we are Father Matteo, the blessed priest who blasts through tests. I think one of our tests is going to be using Favor of the Sun to clear the ancient obscuring fog, but we're probably drawing cards first. So first action draw, it's a ward of protection. Second action draw, it's David Renfield. Third action, investigate. We're a three on five. We'll use another blessed from favor of the sun and the ancient covenant to pass five on five, getting a clue. It feels pretty cheeky, doesn't it? In solo, I mean, it's just it's removing one of the difficult things, which is the risk. And I mean, I think it's really nice for Matteo because this hand. Renfield ages, water protection, deny existence, keep faith, radiant smite. There's no clue tech in sight there. <laughs> so we'd be really struggling just using this as a sort of a tempo play, I suppose, to just seize the moment is good. So we did draw, draw, clue. Upkeep draws us the accursed follower, which spawns at the entryway. At the end of the enemy phase, it's going to add curses to the bag, but there aren't any to add because all 10 are in there. And we go up to two resources. Mythos, we hit two doom. And our encounter card is a crypt chill. Hmm. So we're a four on four testing here. We could use our favour of the sun to pass. And I just went, hmm, because if we fail, that's what we have to discard anyway. If favour of the sun is gone, we'd be taking two damage, which we would probably deny. But I wonder if we just take this and if we hit a load of curses, I'm not too bothered. We hit a bless. Let's keep going. I guess the risk is we clear out a load of blesses here. But I really want to save the ancient... We have a two up, but let's keep going. Skull, which is a minus one or a minus three if there's doom on your location that isn't. So we were a four, five, six, five on four. That's a pass. That is a bless passing us a test as well. Is that the first one ever? Maybe. Three bless out of the bag now. No curse out of the bag. I think I did that right. Yeah, I think so. 
I didn't tell you the scenario card either. I've clearly just been too excited to start. Skulls are minus one or minus three if there's a doom on your location. Cultist is minus X. X is the number of locations with doom. And Elder Thing is reveal another token. If you fail, place one doom on your location. What do we do this turn? With our two resources, we could play Renfield and tap him for a resource straight away. We could favour of the sun to get this clue and we could explore again. From where we are, we can reach Green Diamond or Heart. So there are two locations and one treachery. We definitely want Water Protection or Deny sort of online. So yeah, I'm going to play Renfield, tap him to go back to one resource and a Doom. I will investigate here. There are other places I'd rather get clues. I'm not going to investigate. I'm going to explore second action. It's Creeping Poison. It surges and each investigator who's been poisoned takes a damage. So it surges out of the encounter deck into a brood of Yig, ugh, which I can't cancel. So that's a failed explore and we've cleared all of the treacheries out of the encounter deck. I think we just have to try and kill this brood of Yig now because we only have one action left. So I'll pay one and play Radiant Smite. I'm going to get two Bless tokens and seal them. And I'm going to use willpower. So I'm a five willpower, six, seven for those sealed blesses, seven on two. Plus one. Nice to see you, plus one. That is a kill. Those two blesses are removed from the bag. Five out of the bag now. We've used those blesses a lot more quickly than I thought. And the brood is dead. That's the end of our turn. That was a bit of a gamble, just taking that test with all the tokens in there. I was thinking if I drew a curse, I would then trigger the favour of the sun, bless, and stop. But I just thought I had to push it. Particularly we were seven on two. It's like there's even drawing a minus five we pass, so maybe it's almost worth clearing a curse out of the bag for that. Although, of course, the accursed follower is just going to add them again. Our hand is Codex of Ages, Water Protection, Deny Existence, Keep Faith. We're on zero resources and two clues. We've got a doomed David Renfield, a favour of the sun with one bless. Enemy phase, nothing happens. This turn, what did we do? Play Renfield, explore which failed, kill the brood. We draw a shriveling, we go to one resource. Such a hole, isn't it, from no provisions. We hit four of seven doom with Renfield. And our encounter card is another crypt chill. Hmm. Well, we're a five on four. I think, again, we're losing the favour of the sun if we fail this. Or we just tap Renfield and add a doom to him. He would have made us three resources, so we would have paid three to get two. Paid two to get three, sorry. Getting confused. I don't think that's worth it. We will tap Renfield, but we won't add a doom to him. We'll just get a single resource and we'll just take the test. If we fail, we discard favour of the sun and it's not the end of the world. That is a tentacle. That is a fail. We could turn that into an Elder Sign. It's not our turn, so we draw a card and gain a resource. We didn't see a tentacle in the previous scenario. Let's do it. We'll do an Elder Sign. It draws us a card. It's the Serpents of Yig, and it gains us a resource. You... Rude word. Insert rude word here. <laughs> I think that was the wrong move. The Serpents of Yigs are 232. Hunter, search the Chaos Bag for the Elder Sign token and seal it on Serpents of Yig.
Our hand is shriveling, codex of ages, ward of protection, deny existence, and a keep faith. We could attack of opportunity to play the shriveling, shrivel twice to kill the serpents. We'd be a five on two for both shrivels. We wouldn't have made any progress, but the serpents would be dead and the elder sign would be back in the bag. I think that's the right play. The other option is we use favour of the sun bless to evade this and we start exploring, but then the serpents are still going to come for us later on. So I think, yeah, we do this. We pay three to play the shriveling, taking an attack of opportunity. The damage goes on Renfield. The horror goes on us. We've got six sanity left. Renfield can take a damage and a horror. First action, we shrivel. Uh, second action, we shrivel, sorry. Five on two. Minus two, that is a pass. That's two damage. And we shrivel again, five on two. Skull, that's a minus one, which kills the serpents, but we take a horror, taking us up to three of eight. Well, <laughs> switching the tentacle to an elder sign there was maybe a mistake. It just cost us a turn, basically. <laughs> it drew us a card that we couldn't use. At least the resource let us play shriveling. We've got a shriveling with two charges now. Upkeep, we draw a spectral razor. Oh, the order. If we had that before we drew the serpents, it would have saved us so much time. Mythos, we go up to four doom on the agenda of six and one on Renfield, but it's of seven because of the plus one. And our encounter card is Deep Dark. Revelation, put it into play next to the agenda deck. No more than one clue may be discovered from each location by each investigator each round. <laughs> each, okay. Let's tap David, get a resource, we're back to two. Well, Keep Faith is looking nice now because there's five out of the bag. So Keeping Faith would be lovely. We could also play the Codex and have the Elder Sign on tap. It's also nice. I think first action we explore, we found the mosaic chamber, three shroud and a clue. It is connected, so we move there. There's an action here to check your supplies. If you have a canteen, remove a doom from any location in play. Um, we don't have a canteen. Second action, do we use this last favour of the sun, bless, just to get this clue? We'd be at our three. It's a bit annoying. We've come the wrong way for any VP. But there's nothing I can... I mean, unless I go back to a Cursed Follower and start exploring from there. I don't know if that's worth doing. And what would we do with our third action if we investigate second action? I'm tempted to draw again. I know I'm a draw fiend, but I don't really want to explore. Well, there's a lot of connections here, actually. Let me just count the explore deck. Six cards in the explore deck. That's right, because... It was seven. We put the Ancient Hall and then put a Creeping Poison in, still at seven. Then we hit the Creeping Poison down to six. <laughs> then we hit the Mosaic Chamber down to five and we've just added one back up to six. Yeah. So five locations and one treachery. And from where we're standing, we can go back to the Ancient Hall, but then also to plus T or, or triangle. So there's lots of options of where to go to. So maybe we do explore again just to keep moving. I feel like with the favour of the sun, bless, waiting, essentially when we want a clue, we can have it. What are we looking for from our deck? It's funny actually, isn't it? Because in, in ostensibly we're in quite a good position here. 
we're only on two resources, which isn't nice. We've only got five of eight sanity remaining, but we have one bless on favour of the sun and the ancient covenant. We've got Renfield on a damage and a doom, and we've got a shriveling with two charges. In our hand, we've got Codex of Ages, Spectral Razor, Keep Faith, Deny Existence and Ward of Protection. I'm thinking that sooner or later I'm going to kill David Renfield with a ward to save us the doom. And that actually, yeah, we're on five doom now. So next turn we'll go to six and I'll tap him up to two doom and get a bit more resources out of him. One more resource. We have two actions remaining. Our path, we need three clues and we have two. So we would like to get a clue at some point. So our options are, yeah, keep exploring, potentially hit another treachery. If we hit a treachery we want to cancel, that will be killing Renfield. So we don't want to do that now. So we're going to draw and clue. Draw, we draw Harmony Restored. Yay! So this says, search the Chaos Bag for X blessed tokens and return them to the token pool. X is the number of... I've done it again, haven't I? Search for X curse... You can do that for X bless, and you gain a resource for each curse you remove. So if there are 10 of each in, you can search for 10 curse because there are 10 bless, remove those 10 curse, and get 10 resources. It costs three, though. So potentially we're playing that next turn, or are we going to be we're going to be exactly on the right resources. So we're not going to be able to do exactly that amount, but it's still worth it. So last action, favor of the sun, clue, five on three. That's another bless out of the bag. Six are out. Enemy phase, the cursed follower doesn't do anything. Upkeep, we draw a second water protection, go up to three resources, deep dark discards. We hit six of seven doom, and our encounter card is obscuring fog. <laughs> do we want to cancel that? Keep Renfield? No, we don't. We're just going to accept that we're we're losing a turn with Renfield, because I'm going to tap Renfield now and add two doom to him taking us up to seven doom, and that gives us two resources. And I think this works. Let me just work this out. I'll talk it out loud. We're going to quickly play Keep Faith to go back to eight bless in the bag. That costs us two resources of our five. We're then going to spend three resources from Harmony Restored, going broke, to remove eight curse from the bag because of the eight bless, getting us eight resources. So for two actions, we've cleared eight curses and gained three resources. Is that worth it? <laughs> it's not as good as the right of equilibrium, two actions for, for seven resources. I still think it's probably worth it. We come out three, three resources up and with only two curses in the bag. The accursed follower does then just be a nuisance, but we still have two actions left. So we would explore with an action to deal with what we draw. Yeah, I'm happy. Five, four, go in. And then first action play, Harmony Restored. There are eight bless in the bag, so we remove eight curse and gain eight resources. It's it's good. I think it's good. I mean, it's it's less good because the Accursed Follower is in play. And it's going to just kind of wreck that. But, ah, and I said it took two actions to gain the three. It didn't because, of course, Keep Faith doesn't take an action. That's one action to gain five resources basically. It's cost us five resources to go up to eight. So that's where the, the, the hidden cost of it, if we use that with the right of equilibrium, we wouldn't have spent resources on the bless adding card, the adder, if you will. But instead, we've paid an extra two. So essentially, Harmony Restored has behaved like a cash, but it's also removed eight curse. I like that. That's good. That's first action. 
There's now two curse in the bag and eight bless in the bag. Second action, explore. We find the sealed passage, which is green diamond and not connected. So we carry on. We find the throne room. This is five shroud and a clue. While it has doom on it, it's considered to be in the victory display for the purposes of counting vengeance. And there's an action. If there are no clues or doom on throne room, record mysterious scepter in your supplies. That's a successful explore. So we shuffle another encounter card into the explore deck. We're now at two in there. Do we have any way of getting a clue here? I have an idea. And that would be playing the Codex of Ages. And then next turn, taking an investigate and just using the Codex of Ages. I'm going to do that. So I'm going to pay two to fetch the Elder Sign. Last action. Enemy phase, we go to three curses in the bag. I think the, the best technique to deal with the accursed followers to ignore it. I think. Upkeep, we go up to seven resources and I draw a sword cane. Mythos, we go up to eight doom of seven. So all the doom in players removed and we advance. Just then, a sound thrums in the walls of the temple, a dull humming similar to that of a generator. Grooves in the walls and the ceiling flicker and start to glow. It is as though the temple is alive and it senses your presence. The strange statues and carvings you've seen, coupled with the dim glow and the power coursing through the walls, makes it clear that this temple isn't Aztec in origin. In fact, it appears to be from an even older, more ancient civilization altogether. You feel as though you're an intruder in a world you cannot begin to understand. Confirming your worst fears. A loud hiss and rattling echoes throughout the temple. Whatever you just woke up, it's not happy to see you. Spawn the set-aside Harbinger of Volusia at the location with the most doom. Agenda 2A, the Temple Warden. The serpent creature emerges from the shadows with terrifying speed. It is bedecked in gilded feathers and wields a golden spear, the blade tip unravaged by time. The rattle at the end of the creature's tail produces a tremendous noise as the creature hunts you through the ruins. 13 doom. Well, every location has no doom on it. So we can spawn this if we want on us. It's two fight, ten health and four evade. Alert, hunter and retaliate. When it has five or more damage on it, it switches to four fight and two evade because this is the sleeper returns version. And it has a forced effect after a successful attack or evasion attempt against this enemy ends, place one resource on it. Then if there are two resources on it, it vanishes with a sinister hiss. Set it aside out of play. It keeps all damage tokens. I think we spawn it on us. We've got two charges on shriveling, and we go shrivel, shrivel, and then potentially Codex of Ages for the clue here. I think that's the right way to do it. If we put it away from us, we're dealing with it hunting us, which is irritating. The risk we run here is we still haven't drawn our encounter card, and we need to decide before we do that, and we don't know what our encounter card is. If it's an enemy... We still shrivel, shrivel, and then we maybe last action sword cane to evade the enemy. Or if it's an enemy, we can spectral razor. We last action spectral razor that enemy. If it's a treachery, we've got two wards of protection and a deny in hand. I think we do that. Our encounter card is a deep dark. That's fine. That's good. No more than one clue from each location by each investigator. That's okay. Let's exhaust David Renfield. We put a doom on him to gain a resource, taking us up to... Six, eight. First action, 
I'm not sure if you can hear a weird alarm. I think it's the Harbinger alarm has been triggered by the Harbinger arriving. First action. I was going to say we shrivel, but why don't we play the sword cane here? We get to attack it anyway. It's the exact same stat, willpower. And if we do single points of damage to this guy instead of double, that's okay still. And in a way, actually, because it's easy to hit at the moment, doing single points now means we don't have to evade it in future. We can decide. So yeah, out comes the sword cane. Five on two, attacking. It's a skull, which is a minus one. That's nice because if we shriveled, we'd have taken a horror there. But we haven't shriveled. We've sword caned. Whack him across the whack her, sorry, across the knuckles. We'll use the sword cane again. Now it exhausts. Minus two. Also a pass, and that is the Harbinger banished on two damage. And last action, we investigate here. Yeah, we do. And we reveal the Elder Sign, meaning we auto-succeed. The Codex is discarded. And we get that clue. We're up to four clues now. And I think, why don't we last action, because we get an extra action from the Elder Sign if we want it, record the um, the no clues or doom on the throne room so we can record mysterious scepter in our supplies let's do it ah and the harbinger alarm has gone off i'm sorry if that's come up on the recording i'll try and clear it in the edit i actually did pause for about 10 minutes then and was thought i'm just going to carry on because it doesn't seem to be stopping but it has stopped okay we've got we've got all the clues we need i think let's let's do upkeep and then we decide yeah did I forget an accursed follower curse last turn? No, I didn't. I don't think I did. Now it's the enemy phase and we go to six curses. Now it's upkeep. We draw Holy Rosary level two. Hello. We go to seven resources. We place a doom. We're at two of 13. And my encounter card is Illomen. Peril. Revelation. Choose a location where there's at least one investigator. Place one doom there and each investigator there takes a horror. I'll pay one with Ward of Protection, taking a horror which I'll put on me to just avoid the doom. I think that's the right play. Shame the rosary wasn't down. Deep Dark has discarded. We'll spend three clues. Hidden corridors. The ruins are far more vast than even Alejandro had anticipated. Carvings in the walls and hieroglyphs etched into stone altars suggest the existence of a central chamber underground. Perhaps a hidden passageway will show you the way to this chamber the very heart of the temple ruins. Shuffle the set-aside Chamber of Time location into the exploration deck. As you pass the strange glyphs in the walls, the ruins groan and creak in protest and the carvings glow ominously. Years of deterioration have faded the pattern of these glyphs and the surrounding stones seep with a viscous pus. If only you had some way to restore these glyphs. Check your supplies. If any investigator has chalk, remove this act from the game. Otherwise, we get Vengeance 1. It's background to us. I think we play the Holy Rosary for 2. We're down to 4 resources. This is plus 1 willpower. And after you succeed at a willpower test on a treachery, add 2 blessed to the bag. We'll exhaust David Renfield for another resource. Just keep him at the 1 doom. And I think second action we explore. If it's an enemy, we can evade it with the sword cane or attack it with the shriveling. If it's a location, we can move there. There are two treacheries in the 
seven card explore deck. It's Ancestral Fear, Peril, Surge, Revelation. You must either choose one, place one Doom on your location, discard Ancestral Fear, or place Ancestral Fear in the victory display. Well, we can ward it, can't we? It's still going to surge, though. Ward for an, another horror for another doom? Yeah, let's do it. We'll pay one. We'll put the horror on the rosary. It surges into a brood of yig, which engages us. We have one action left. I'm going to spend two. We're down to two resources to play Spectral Razor. That makes us a two, six, seven, eight. Eight on two. Zero. Dead brood. Whoa. There's now in the victory display one vengeance. So that was actually an eight on three. I'm glad I spotted that. But I still killed it. Mateo, surprisingly violent. And of course, there's a vengeance point on our location, the throne room. But that's only for the end of the game or if it has doom on it, which it doesn't. We've done quite a good job avoiding that. Enemy phase, we got up to five curses. It's going to come back to bite us, isn't it? Upkeep, I draw a sixth sense. We hit three resources. I feel like our resources have gone down very quickly, but I suppose we've been pretty aggressive. Sword Cane, Spectral Razor, Holy Rosary. We hit three of 13 Doom. And our encounter card is Merging Timelines. Revelation, discard the top five cards of your deck for each card in your hand that matches one of the discarded cards by title. Discard that card from your hand and lose one action. Shuffle each weakness discarded by this effect into your deck. Our hand is six cents and deny existence. This card really boggles my mind. But we're discarding an astral travel. Damn it! A drawn to the flame. Damn it! Tempt fate. A ward of radiance. And a holy rosary. None of those match what's in our hand. So we don't lose any actions. And we don't lose any cards from hand. And we just take that on the chin. Well, the astral travel is gone. And that was our way out. We're about halfway through our deck. On we go. Six cards in the explore deck, of which only one is an, a treachery. We do, or an enemy. We do have two shrivelings and a sword cane, so I think we just explore. It is the snake pit. Forced, after you put snake pit into play by exploring successfully, but before moving to it, spawn one set-aside pit viper enemy in snake pit. Check your supplies. If an investigator at your location has binoculars, you may choose not to move to snake pit. Otherwise, you must move to it. And we add another encounter card to the explore deck. It's one shroud and one clue. This was first action explore. Second action, we could sword cane six on three to try and evade. Or just to kill it. And we accept we're getting three vengeance. This scenario. And then we have a way from the snake pit into the chamber of time. And either we explore again or we maybe torches. The deck is now six cards. A third of them are are encounter cards, non-locations. I think maybe we go in, because the other option is the long way round, going to the mosaic chamber, then trying to find plus. No, we found plus. Trying to find blue triangle, I think, would be the other route in. In we go. Second action. Let's try and kill it with the sword cane. With six on three. I haven't used Renfield this turn. I'll tap him for a resource. Elder Sign, yeah! Dead Pit Viper, our second vengeance. Draw a card and gain a resource or just get an extra action. 
We've got no bad things in our deck now, have we? I think the card and the resource to refill our hand. What would we be looking for? A Drawn to the Flame, a Ward of Radiance, a second Spectral Razor. Yeah, we'll draw a card. It's a Shriveling. Okay, we're up to five resources. Last action, let's Torches. Look at the top two cards of the Exploration deck. Discard one treachery enemy looked at by this effect. We see an Ancestral Fear and the Chamber of Time. Well, we'll discard that Ancestral Fear. That is lovely. And now it's a 50-50 to get to where we need to go. I realise I didn't read us at Act 2A, Magic and Science. Whatever is inside the central chamber must be very important. Much care was taken to obscure its location. It's the same explore rules and the objective is in the chamber of time we spend two clues. We've got one. That's our turn, isn't it? We did explore, kill a snake, uh, torches. Upkeep. We draw a promise of power. Ooh, forgot to put a curse that turn. We're up to six curses. We hit four of 13 doom and our encounter card is final mistake test agility two this test gets plus one difficulty for each doom on your location if you fail take two damage we're a three on two i think this is where we say goodbye to renfield so we tap him and add a doom to him to get us two resources plus one we pass well, we're going to need to find a way to kill Renfield because we just passed that test. We've still got time. I think we just explore. Yeah, there's no point playing six cents yet. We're good for resources. Let's explore first action. It's Tomb of the Ancients. It's the blue triangle. Four shroud and a clue. Action, check your supplies. If an investigator at Tomb of the Ancients has rope, move to a revealed location up to three connections away. Until the end of the round, Tomb of Ancients is considered to be connected to that location and vice versa. So we add another negative card to the Explore deck. We can still reach the Chamber of Time from here. We're just making things harder for ourselves in terms of our exit. We've got two actions remaining. Do we Torches now? So five card deck with two treacheries. Or do we just Explore? I think we Torches second action. Grand Chamber and Chamber of Time. That is annoying. And we shuffle this up and we torches again. There's no point exploring last action because, yeah, it's a two-thirds chance that we hit and a bad card and we wouldn't have any actions to deal with it. So we'll torch again last action. Is torches limited? No, it's not limited. Ah, we see an Entombed, which we discard, and the Chamber of Time. Whew, that's nice. Entombed is a nuisance. So there's now four cards in the encounter deck. So it's a 50-50 to hit the Chamber of Time and a 50-50 to hit the last bad card. Upkeep. We draw a Drawn to the Flame. We hit nine resources. Renfield's on two Doom, which takes us up to six Doom in Mythos. And our encounter card is a Vengeful Serpent. Here we go. This is a 2-2-2. It's a Hunter. And after you draw Vengeful Serpent, draw each Vengeful Serpent in the victory display as well. Blech. What do we do? I think we evade, we explore, we explore, or we shrivel, we explore, we explore. Ah, unless it's another vengeful serpent in the in the exploration deck. So in which case, what we do is tap Renfield and go up to three doom and get three resources. And first action, we explore, taking an attack of opportunity, killing Renfield. 
It's the Serpent Guardian. Spawn nearest location with at least one clue, which is our location. It's a 4-5-1. Aloof. While it's unengaged, its location gets plus two shroud. And while there are three or more vengeance points in the victory display, there's currently two. It loses Aloof and gains Hunter. Ugh. Okay, well, we're actually in luck there because we're guaranteed to succeed when we explore now because there's no enemies in there. So the question is, do we evade the Vengeful Serpent and have it on our back, or do we kill it and run the risk of drawing two later? I think we evade it. Sword came five on two. Do we put a promise of power into this? Yes. Nine on two. Zero. Overkill. That's it, evaded. So we did unsuccessful explore, evade, explore again, grand chamber not connected, chamber of time connected, four shroud, two clues. After it enters play, put a doom on it and attach the set aside relic of ages. And I'm just shuffling in an encounter card to the explore deck. It is two vengeance and two VP. So it is tempting to just draw into the flame it. But let's upkeep first and decide. We get another promise of power. We hit 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 resources. And we're on 5 of 13 doom. Our encounter card is a deep dark. So we can only get one clue per location. Well, I think that decides things for us. Uh, and I forgot a curse last turn. So I think we play six cents, get a clue, if we can, advance and start moving. So three cost for six cents. Whoops. Investigate. What are we for? We're only a five investigating. So I'll commit this drawn to flame to be a six. Maybe we go promise of power. Yeah, we're about to run out of curse to go 10 on four. Curse, eight on four. Skull, minus three, five on four. And like a nincompoop, I've just put the curse back in. There we go. That gets us a clue. That was our second action, and we're going to spend two clues to advance. The relic hums with power and throbs in your hands. Energy from the device seeps into the corridors of the ruins, and the structure of the temple shifts. Choose an investigator to take control of the Relic of Ages. Move the placement of each location to form a straight line, with Chamber of Time on the left and Entryway on the right. Each other location is placed from left to right in between these two locations in order of how much Doom is on them. We have one, two, three, four, five locations in play, all with zero Doom on them. So we can choose the order. In the, until the end of the scenario, ignore all location connections. Instead, each location is connected to its left and right. So there is one important decision here. The Tomb of the Ancients has the Vengeful Serpent in it that's going to hunt. So we'd like to not put that next to us because we've only got one action left. So we're going to put the Ancient Hall next to us. We're going to move into that. Then we'll put the Mosaic Chamber. Then we'll put the Tomb of the Ancients. So they will hunt there. Then the Throne Room, the Snake Pit, and finally the Entryway. And with our final action, we will move back to the Ancient Hall. But let us read Act 3A first. The ruins are shuddering with a tremendous power. You feel that the structure may collapse if this keeps up. You have to escape with the relic. While there are three or more vengeance points in the victory display, each serpent enemy gets plus one evade. There are two vengeance points. If each undefeated investigator has resigned, advance. 
and with our last action, our hand of deny existence and shriveling will move to the ancient hall. In the enemy phase, the vengeful serpent hunts to near us, and the accursed follower adds a curse. We're at eight bless and nine curse in the bag. Upkeep, we draw a David Renfield, and we go up to 11 resources. We hit six of 13 doom, and our encounter card is Merging Timelines, another discard the top five. We lose a Keep Faith, a Spectral Razor, a Sixth Sense, a Sword Cane, and a Favour of the Sun. None of those are in our hand, so nothing happens. I think we're on the way out here. I think we move to the Vengeful Serpent, evade it with the Sword Cane, and then move to where the Serpent Guardian is. I'm pretty sure there's nowhere that would be adding Vengeance that we've missed. Yeah. We've left the 2VP with the Chamber of Time, but I think... I think I'm less worried about VP now just because we've made a start with the deck and I know that there are some generous VP locations later. This is such a tough scenario and I think it's gone well for us. So I think we just keep moving. So we move and the Vengeful Serpent engages us and we try and evade it with Sword Cane. We are three up. Curse, one up. Curse, one down. Curse, three down. Bless, <laughs> one up, uh, one down, yeah. So that's minus six, minus four total, and we were three up, so we're, we're minus one. Keep going. I could stop there, but we want to keep going. Curse, <laughs> oh my word. Come on, the elder sign to finish this off. Bless. I'm just going to calculate this at the end. Skull. <laughs> so that is four curses, two blesses, and a skull. We were a five on two. Four curses is minus eight, but the two blesses make that a minus four, and the skull is a minus one because there's no doom on our location. So minus five. We were a five on two. We finished as a zero on two, which, yeah, fine. I don't think... When we saw the bless, we'd already seen too many curses to finish. But we've just cleared four curses out of the bag and two blesses. We're at five curse and six bless. We have a single action remaining. I think we try and shrivel the Vengeful Serpent now. Five on two. Because the Sword Cane is exhausted. An Elder Sign now would be hilarious. Minus two, dead vengeful serpent. It has vengeance zero, so it goes in the victory display. That was amazing. <laughs> that lovely quadruple curse, double bless skull. Upkeep. We draw the last card in our deck. It's a ward of radiance. <laughs> wow. We're at 12 resources. We hit seven doom. Please don't be another vengeful serpent. Our encounter card is ill omen. We need to place a doom where we are. Done. We need to take a horror. We're at five of eight horror. We could cancel that one horror with deny. Don't think it's worth it. I forgot to put a curse in in the enemy phase last turn from the accursed follower. First action move to Tomb of the Ancients. Second action move to Throne Room. Third action move to Snake Pit, which is just one away from the entryway. We should be able to get out next turn. Enemy phase, we add a curse. Upkeep, our deck loops. We get a Ward of Protection. We go up to six of eight 
horror. Our deck wouldn't have looped if we hadn't seen the two merging timelines. That just raced us through the deck. We do have a Deny Existence, a Ward of Radiance, and a Ward of Protection in hand, and just the Sanity to survive. So we place a Doom. There's eight on the agenda and one on Mosaic Chamber and one on Chamber of Time. So we're at 10 of 13. And our encounter card is, please don't be a Vengeful Serpent. It's a Brood of Yig. Glorious. So for our first action, we move, taking an Attack of Opportunity, taking us to seven of eight horror and one of six damage. And second action, we resign. Yes! As soon as you cross the threshold of the entryway, something inside the temple begins to change. The floor of the temple stops shaking, and the dull humming in the walls goes quiet. Without the relic in its chamber, the ruins appear to be sleeping once more. You still have no idea what the object is, or what its purpose may be, but you dare not tarry any longer to find out. Resolution 1 The following is scrawled below the previous journal entry. The outside of the temple ruins appeared Aztec in origin, but once we breached the interior, it became clear that these buildings had a very different and inhuman origin. The ruins were alive. The grooves in the walls were illuminated as though powered by electricity, and a faint hum of energy reverberated throughout the halls. In spite of the serpent creatures, we were able to reach a hidden passage that led deeper underground. In the central chamber of these underground halls, we found our prize, a steel orb of unknown origin gently humming and glowing with a dim blue light. It was attached delicately to a bronze frame, appearing almost religious in its significance, and we knew it could not have been made by the Aztecs. With the artefact in tow, we fled the ruins. The building had started to crumble around us, as though the orb was the only thing keeping it standing. Had it been powering the ruins like a battery? What exactly was this device that the serpents guarded so fervently? Maria was waiting for us with the trucks when we finally reached the northern edge of the rainforest. We're getting the hell out of this serpent-infested jungle while we still can. We recovered the Relic of Ages. We add that the Harbinger's alive with two damage. We need to add Vengeance, one, two, three, so that we get three Yig's Fury. And VP is a paltry one. Alas. Can't see any others. We didn't get that two from the Chamber of Time, but that saved us two Yig's Fury as well. 17 tests. Did Bless help us pass any? I mean, we did the Bless and Stop three times. Yeah, it did help us pass one. We did a 4v4. We drew a Bless and then a Skull, which was a minus one. We used our ability and we only saw one tentacle. So that was good timing. If we hadn't used it, we basically have a blank ability. I'm just stuck on that five versus two, four curses, two blesses skull. That was something else. And we saw our first taste there. Not sure it convinced me, but first taste of Rite of Equilibrium and Harmony Restored. It was definitely lively. It kept me on my toes. And that whole idea of avoid maths was probably vital (laughs) because calculating all of the chances there was just, well, you, you heard, I didn't even try to. Now, if you're a patron of the cast, you can join something called Think on Our Feet, where patrons play along with Think on Your Feet. What we do is I post now the decks I've used for these two scenarios, and any patrons, if they want to, can play the scenarios themselves using the same deck. The reason we use the same deck is we're basically really interested in collecting data on how it goes and seeing how other people pilot the deck and what they think. It also means if you're a patron and you have really strong ideas about what the XP we should spend is, 
this is a great time to play those two scenarios and write in and say, spend your one XP on the following thing. It's a bit, a bit frustrating that I've only got one XP right now, but in future I might have more and you can get invested and um, I suppose, yeah, point the direction you would like the deck to go and point out things you think are missing or or just be involved. So it's sort of a collaborative, we all play the same thing. We also record how we all got on just because it's fun to get the data and it's a great opportunity for us all to try out the same sort of thing and share in that experience. There's a dedicated channel for it on our patron-only Discord. So if you want to join in and talk there or find out more, you can go to Think on Our Feet on the Drawn to the Flame Discord. And that would be great. If you're a patron of the cast, thanks so much. Really appreciate it. It's really, really cool to be able to put time into doing this thing that I love and to get your support for that is incredible. So I, I really appreciate that and I really hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you're not a patron and you want to think about it, check us out on Patreon. We're drawn to the flame on Patreon. We're also drawn to the flame on Twitter, Facebook. We're around the place as drawn to the flame, basically. And you can write to us drawn to the flame podcast at gmail.com if you want to. I've been your host, Frank. I really hope you've enjoyed this episode. Patron or not, you can write in and let me know what you'd like to hear more of. If I missed anything, I always um, welcome hearing it. You're welcome through gritted teeth, that kind of welcome. But it's always good to learn, for sure. So yeah, thanks for listening and speak to you soon. Bye. Thank you.